So for the record, are we on the record? Okay, it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> I don't eat pop brownies. Oh, man. That's such an were, inefficient way to get THC in your system. <laughs> you don't eat pop. That's so inefficient. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's well, probably the most, most inefficient, inefficient way to get it in your system. But it's potent. That depends on the so, depends on the pot. Okay, so it's inefficient, and Obama may not be the Antichrist. Well, he's not. He might be. He's not the Antichrist. He's not the Antichrist. He may be, but he's not. All right, let's go back know. to our guest host, Justin. <laughs> oh, is that logic? I don't know. No, back to Justin. Yeah, Justin, are you the Antichrist? I just, may, I'm not, but I might be. <laughs> it's possible, but I'm not. Are you, is, what's your last name? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that sounds more English than than uh, Italian. Oh, Blank. He's, uh, oh, he's Italian. They had a what are you talking about? It's it's he doesn't have one. It sounds like the Antichrist. I'm neutral, gender oh. neutral. He doesn't sweat either. <laughs> yeah. Are you a? That seems are weird. You a, uh, what's a reptile. A reptile. No. Do you have gills in your eyes. Maybe. I'm talking about it. Moving on. all didn't have friends and yeah. we just stayed over in the other campus yeah we were always trying we to be like that hey, hey Kathy any, anybody? Friend, any nursing friends I can go out was I asking my girlfriend to hook oh, me up oh she was your friends? girlfriend they did it in high school. Oh. The but you, you didn't say they did it in college uh, oh yeah I know babe <laughs> babe I didn't know you went to Zusa that's cool yeah APU yeah dot edu yeah, so my grandpa was a professor there, and he pastored this church for a little bit, and so during the 60th anniversary, they had the pastors come back. It was kind of sad, though. It was just all their wives, like the past mm-hmm. three pastors, all they've all passed. And they're like eight wives? And they're, yeah, it was my grandma, and my grandma, and then my other grandmas. And <laughs> my, my grandma had come down to kind of be like honor that, and so she asked for me to go up, so I drove up Sunday and was up there with her. But, yeah, we, I lived in Glendora until I was about three or four, and then we moved. My dad got a job in Reading. That doesn't But care. my grand, my parents, are you from Glendora, or you just went? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, I'm yeah, from God's you? country, Northern California. I grew up in Reading. I'm not that far north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what Yeah. It's funny how you go more north, and it's more like hell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, all my family went to Azusa. I have family in Reading. I shouldn't say that. They're great people. Jeff, what's on your mind, man? Every card, every card is coming. Yeah, apparently not a lot of oxygen. <laughs> you okay there, Jeff? I'm just fine. I'm just okay. Just... You, don't kid, you don't kid him, Jeff. Yes, I did know. And a sister at all? He had or did your a wife great know tenor voice. Oh, uh, she's older. Uh, my Julie. Yeah, she was a nursing major, but she was older. So his dad. I went over to Kenya a couple times to visit his sister with Josh's dad and my dad. They're pastor friends up in Reading. Tapped off. But 
He's one of the funniest guys. He's I, a funny he's, guy. I did too. He's very, very quick. Very quick. Uh... Always thought he was gay. Yeah, I could see that, but I don't think he is. You don't think so? No. Okay. Maybe he's not. Takes one Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's confused. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's funny. I think he's still out. He moved out to. Was like, it the way he acted or the way he looked? Glendale. Yeah. Okay. It was the way he looked. Ted Glendale. He's skinny. Have you seen him lately? Did he lose weight? He's skinny and neat. Yeah, really oh, wow. running. Good for him. Yeah, he's, he's still a good guy. boy, so. Yeah. A lot of people when they lose. Do you know what he like, sang? Totally he was one of the only. <laughs> he was the only one of the white, only one of the. One of the <laughs> only white people who sang at Michael Jackson's uh, funeral. I didn't know he that. He was one of the singers there. He hey, he was a great singer, yeah. so that's not surprising. But I didn't know that. I mean, you might have a boyfriend. I don't know. Might have been Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson was a good man. <laughs> Start podcast. Go. <laughs> Tell us more about Michael Jackson being a good man. Stop. Set up. <laughs> he loved children. Right, he was trying to make up for his childhood. <laughs> trying to make out with his childhood? Literally. Greg. <laughs> Is this recording? <laughs> this, I feel like he's hitting stop and record a lot. Yeah, I think really cut he this is. up. No, yeah, he is. I'm, no. I'm not recording. Now I am. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> now I am. I was listening to your story and I was asleep on the job and you're mentioning people's specific names and whether or not they might be gay. And mm, you got to cut that out. I'm getting ahead of myself because can't you? You can edit that out after the fact. Five people right? listen to the podcast. What? You can edit that out after. It's already recorded. Yeah, you said his first and last I name. Know. He Justin said. I know, but his first either way, it would have been a record. That's Justin a blank. <laughs> Justin blank said, "Do you know?" Okay. You can start over. Rosemary. I was. I was gonna uh, say he's married to uh, what's his name. <laughs> Scott Holbert. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Isn't Rose McGowan married to Marilyn Manson? She was. So I'm talking about, Ooh, man. Hit Rose record. <laughs> got this. Got this shit locked up. <laughs> put that on. Put that on tape. Pop culture references. Yeah. It was so. It was I'm just, like. I'm just reading trivial pursuit cards over here. here. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Jeff just peppers in. Michael Jackson was a good man. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> Jeff, just go ahead and retell the Kobe Bryant story. No. <laughs> just to get it started. It's already out there. What, Kobe Bryant? But story? he hasn't heard it. He hasn't heard it. I'm not retelling that story. Just, Jeff, we won't record on. it, but then tell me what right after we record, stories. everyone not laughs. I'll tell you mine. Great segue. <laughs> I'll show you mine. Well, okay, don't get ahead of yourself. That is my story. So, Jeff, let's hear yours first. Have you been to Colorado, too? Yeah. What? Tell me about you and Kobe Bryant in Colorado. This is, that's not even a story. You got it all wrong. The story's already been told. 
It has. I'm not telling that story. Yeah, okay, right. play the clip. If you want, you can... Uh, play the clip. <laughs> I don't know. I keep up with We're going to go to the clip now, guys. We, we got to have this ready. Roll it. Let's go. I know you have it somewhere. But... That has to be in the queue. That way, anytime Jeff says something, we're like, it's Jeff, a come radio on, really? show. We play, we play okay. that, and we're like, you, oh. you, buy, you buy a mixer. Buy me a mixer. How do we, okay, and how much does that cost? And then we can start doing that stuff. Send me the Amazon link, and I'll see how much it costs. 120 bucks. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're small, what, we're timing what it. Would have been the number, <laughs> what would have been the number that was okay with you? 40. 19? <laughs> I was for like a free app 1995. <laughs> It's kind of like your it's, the, it's the, the I'm not gay swing. Yeah. A little, a little motion. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Mm. No, don't whisper that ever <laughs> to me again. <laughs> I still get a bomb. And record. <laughs> Welcome to today's podcast. It's brought to you by. I still get a bomb. <laughs> Today we're gonna be talking about the church. Awkward boners while sitting in church. Those are the best. And, and the happens. worst pastor asks you to stand up, and you're not standing up. Okay, so there was an article on Christian Post yesterday talking about, it says, soulmates, question mark. And it's Eric McTaxis talking about uh, Christians thinking about, or the idea that there's a soulmate, like we all have that one person who is our that the one person God has set aside for us. Okay. Um, what do you think? Well, part of, part of the article was about um, because there are our soulmate, God God has prepared them, you know, for us and prepared us for them. That it should be, you know, the marriage, you know, that that would follow. Um, it should be fairly easy because I mean they're our soulmate, right? And, They've been they've been prepared for us. Sounds like someone who's not been married. Well, okay, well no, no, but that's yes, his, that's exactly his point. Is that um, he's not making that point, right? He he is commenting on Christians who have that view. Gotcha. Where? What do you think? Well, part of part of the article was about um. Because they're our, our soulmate, God, God has prepared them, you know, for us and prepared us for them, that it should be, you know, the marriage, you know, that, that would follow. Um, it should be fairly easy because, I mean, they're our soulmate, right? And they've been, they've been prepared for us. Sounds like someone who's not been married. Well, okay, well no, no, but that's, yes, his, that's exactly his point is that... Um, He's not making that point. Right, he he is commenting on Christians who have that view, gotcha. where um, they have they have this idea ideology that because they're a soulmate, right, it it should be smooth sailing. But then when they hit adversity, it seems like you would be on board with this, though, Scott. 
Oh, with what? I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, well, I'm not a Calvinist. This exactly. So the soulmate goes back to the Calvinist. Right. Uh, Worldview. I said I'm not a. Calvinist. But you are. Am I? Yes. Are we recording? This is great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you every- bleep out the? Are we recording? This is great. Can you bleep that part out? Yeah, ask me one more time. And then and again. <laughs> and again. Uh, so... Well, it goes beyond soulmate. Like, okay, soulmate or a death. Do you have a destiny? Yeah. A fate? That that would be probably... It's an extension of the soulmate yes. logic. Yes. Or the soulmate is an extension of the destiny part either way I think it works yes anybody here soulmate <laughs> well, well yeah listen, Jeff, listening to Jeff, Jeff is listening to Jeff for the record Jeff gave a darting not look on board with the soulmate <laughs> philosophy <laughs> wait go ahead I just woke up <laughs> I, think I did wake you up no Greg Greg sorry go ahead no I I gotta hear Jeff are you on board with soulmate I'd say, hey, I don't know. Why do you have to bring yourself into this? Why no? <laughs> no comment? Listen, if if uh, if you can take... How, how do you ask are, him and then you just keep going? All right. Because I'll you put, interrupted him. You said no. <laughs> Jeff was just staring blankly. Oh, that's, that's, that's why I interrupted him. It's all over. But, all right, we can swing! If you say... uh we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to good work, but he prepared... That's when I got the b****s and I just right? ra- wrangled those b****s, and I got I those b****s. I said, damn, it's some blues. I just ripped... Oh, excuse me. need to hear me. You need to hear me. <laughs> if, if we have been prepared for certain things, and you believe that, why, do you, why is it so hard to believe that God has prepared you... For a certain person. Um, it get. I think it gets down to how you end up with that person. If, let's say, someone else comes along before you ever meet that person, and you decide to marry them before you ever meet the person that God prepared for you. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're in a position where you are not with the person God prepared for you, but you are, you're called to... Uh, be a lead, faithful husband. Yeah, lead your wife. Yeah. Um, so maybe and God be prepared faithful. you for the person you married. So... Okay, but is it is it just the person that you have the best chemistry with that you think that God prepared you for? Well, no, I think that's the question. That's the question that that the article is is addressing. Is that if we're if we're in a world where everybody, where nobody's perfect, and the answer is no, there's no ideal person, no ideal chemistry. Well, so it's it's the article is about it's not the the person that God has quote-unquote prepared for you is not the person that you can have a relationship that is easy, right? That doesn't take the work. 
And the, his conclusion is that you're in the relationship and you need to work at being the best spouse um, to to okay. have that good to have a good relationship. Okay. So I'm bored with that. So it, it's the it's he's talking about the ideology of finding that one person that God has prepared for you, mm. um, and I, you know, I, it's. I, I could see the appeal of that because you you would think I can see the appeal of it. Yeah, uh, or the appeal you, of it. Why why would it be like I can see the destruction this, potential this, of it. This yeah, absolutely, yeah. this person is great, but what's behind door number two? Exactly. Because exactly. that might be what God prepared for me. Exactly, and I I think that happens a lot. Um, well, we know a guy that right now that well he was struggling with. No, Jeff. Don't stop raising your hand. For the record, man. Jeff raised his hand. Jeff, he's, he's a school teacher. He's, he's, a, he's a school what teacher. Oh, gonna say. oh my goodness! <laughs> but no, that but that's I think that's that's probably one of the. He didn't mention that specifically, but that's one of the. That's a great point. Is that it'll paralyze you? Yeah, you can't you can't commit to somebody because there might be just somebody who's a talking better. pillow. Oh, okay. Just I had my hand up first, Go for it. but no. okay. Oh, I thought you, you were didn't saying seem like me. You were no, I was oh. raising my hand to <laughs> talk. You didn't seem like you were serious. I thought you were saying Justin. Well, I'm that it. guy. Your wife won't hear this podcast. Go ahead. Go for it, Justin. No, 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 no. Nobody wants to hear what he has to say. It ruins Greg. Go ahead. Oh. Let me play devil's advocate. We'll get back to on you. the soulmate thing. If, can, you, can you bring up the article, Christian Post, Eric Metaxas? Go ahead. Sorry. If we, if God didn't create a soulmate then why did God only create Eve why did he create a few women for Adam to choose I don't I don't know that there is a direct correlation with that and us today um but I don't know <clears throat> did Adam only have one wife cause nobody else in the Old Testament did right I, everyone had several wives <laughs> in the Old Testament. Uh, not, 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 not everyone, but but a lot of them, yeah. Yeah. How many of them were soulmates? David had a lot of souls. Yeah. yeah. Solomon. 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 Bunch yeah. of souls there. Three, like three hundred or three thousand. the wisest man in the world. <laughs> oh, jeez, that'd be awful. You learn by error. Error. <laughs> error. <laughs> Jeff, what are you going to say? I'm really well, and, and he only had, you know, however many ribs you have, 16, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. All right, Jeffrey, I, I apologize. Let's hear it, Jeff. super rude to you. Are we still on soulmates? Yeah. Yes. I think first you have to define what a soulmate is. Can you define that? Who... You are meant to spend your life with as in a partner marriage partnership. Then that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we we'll said who you were meant to spend. We will we will share this part of the podcast <laughs> with your wife. Yes, no. We will specifically tell Tanya <laughs> that point. she is your soulmate. But before Tanya. But what else did you have to say? No, the definition goes with it. The word is some word that was just made up at some point. 
Is soul made in the Bible? No. No, no. In, in, the, in, in the article... Okay. So in, we're just... In the article, hey, there's a soulmate for you somewhere in the world. How do you even define whether you're right or wrong once you meet that person? Well, first you check to see who's following you on Instagram. Right, <laughs> Justin? And so you're going to follow me after this. Yeah, night's I over. am. Okay, cool. how, do we, how do you decide, like, how much action do you take then? If there's one person, then God's going to bring him to you, right? Right? But you that's would, what, that's would inevitably meet okay. them. Like, how big is yes. the radius of, of, is it the state, the the nation? Do you have to start traveling the world because whoa, you might whoa, miss whoa, your whoa. one soulmate? That's not very patriotic. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna say that the soulmate doesn't Freedom. exist because if someone's looking for a soulmate, they're looking for safety. They're looking for someone that life is going to be easy and uh, it's like a symbiotic relationship that just you take care of my my worries my issues I gotta uh, scratch my back and I'll scratch yours type of life and there's absolutely no struggle in that and in anything whether it's relationships or business the bad times the struggles or what makes the good times so good? Okay, but Jeff, you you have four children, right? Do you <laughs> that he's aware of that you with Tanya? <laughs> okay, with easy, Tanya. easy, buddy. Do you do you pray for their future spouses at all? I do. Why? Jeff's head just exploded. <laughs> okay, so Jeff's head <laughs> literally he did look up to the stars. Uh. We, we, were st- we were sticking with the the questions that Zach had given it to, to us before <laughs> yeah, but, the yeah. episode. Line. Greg, you, you, you're <laughs> totally going off the front. Line has off been script a here. What's going on? <laughs> the teleprompter broke. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Was that an office? It's a really good question, and I've I've prayed that, but I don't pray for, like, the one specific person. Thank you, my lady. It's, it's that they find someone that will love them and love God and want to... Glorify God. Yeah, but you want that to be one person. For I'm, them, I'm right? with I'm with Zach, I'm with Zach on that. That's, I, I, I understand, don't do that but a lot. you want them to get married once to one person that will do that. But but that doesn't yes, necessarily. Yes, but I'm not praying for one specific individual. But you are praying for that no, one specific well, I don't, individual. I don't think it. I don't think it You're follows. I don't think it follows necessarily that. When you ask, yes, logic words. When you're when you're when you're <laughs> when you pray that. <laughs> You're not saying, God, I hope my child makes every decision correctly so that they are prepared for this one person and that they reject all other persons until they meet this person. This is the easy life. So I, I mean I don't think I don't think you're praying that, but but why wouldn't you pray that? But because you don't, you're saying, God, I want my I want my child to to Marry the person that you have prepared for them. Sure. AKA the soulmate. Sure. No, it's not the it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I think the better the better language in the prayer is God, whoever my whoever my child ends up with, that they are prepared and that my child is prepared to love them well. So you're not yeah. praying for a person, you're praying that whoever like does that make sense? Nope. 
Okay, yeah, if, no, I, if I, that was the me, case, then, it, I agree, then I agree the that. idea of us training our kids up wouldn't matter. Why not? Well, then, if... I mean... There's a path that's taken. But there's, there's, a, pa- right there's a path that's prepared as well. And, and that's... I guess that's my point, is that it actually does come back to the okay. the whole Calvinism thing. Of so well, there's both. You're 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 choosing your path and there is well, a that's path that's prepared Calvinism for you. So Shark, go upstairs, watch T V. Pause, hit pause. It's never okay. get married, sure. Hey, Shar, if a guy ever comes up to you and says, I'm your soulmate, never get married say, to a don't, no, say, you're not. No, away. you need to say, I'll check with my father. And say, I'm going to fast and pray for 10 oh, days. That's an interesting thing. Like, if you look back, if you look to the Bible for help, like, okay, it was like night a night. very different culture <laughs> where there's like arranged marriages. The woman, yeah, the woman that, that brings, uh, that asks you to uh, bring water to your horses or something. Ask yeah. one of your horses. That kind of uh, sounds the like one. a soulmate. Uh, no, it doesn't. There is one woman who's going to hurry up. have like earrings or whatever and water your camels. Hurry up. <laughs> Get back down here. I think what I was kind of saying to him to kind of better I should wait, but I'm not going to. Um, Don't wait. Is, when, is that you're praying. The word is not, your prayer isn't God whoever you choose, it's God whoever my child chooses. Wisdom, and so you're not praying for. It's not that it's arranged. It's that it. The choice is absolutely up to your child. So your prayer is geared towards whoever they choose. First of all, give them wisdom to choose someone that they can live life through the crappy parts with, and second, that they're prepared to love that person, even if the person is a dud and chooses not to love them back. Like I think that's the difference. Like what I was kind of pointing out to Greg was that it's still not praying for one person for God to choose it's praying for whoever whoever that you're because of challenging. free will we right and that's another thing I, I wanted to kind of bring up on that and, it, and I never thought about this till um, I was having dinner with this couple and older couple and they've both been through a marriage and they're now recently married and he's like 70 and she's like 60 so late in their lives and they're asking me about my non-existent love life and she brought up the thought did they say it that way? no I, that's how I oh, okay. she had brought up the thought which I never thought about and I still like battle with it mainly because I don't I don't like the truth in it but that I could be fully in love with someone and that God could fully be like yeah I will bless this marriage I think it's a beautiful thing like you're both incredible people like I'd love to see these two of my kids come together but God, just like a genie, isn't going to influence her heart. It's absolutely up to her whether she chooses into that or not. Right. And even if you're both in it together, God's God blessing your marriage, air quotes, looks like a lot of hard work and working together when there, there are times where... Because everybody, you hit that romantic, that uh, initial burst of the honeymoon period and nothing is wrong. You know, the beginning of the marriage, I mean, the morning breath is awesome. Just drink it in. And, uh, but um, we can't see hand motions audioly. Aurally? Audioly. Adorally. 
You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So you don't. Um, there's there's gonna be work, and I found the article finally, and I like this guy. He's good. Yeah. He's good. He's, he's good. He's written a couple books. He he says. Um, let me be perfectly clear, no matter, I'm kind of like jumping around, no matter how many ads for Christian dating services you hear, trendy books you read, we simply don't have soulmates, at least as our confused culture understands that term. Does that surprise you? It shouldn't. Look for the, that concept, by the way, in the Bible, and the only thing you can find remotely close to it is the fierce friendship of David and Jonathan. <laughs> David made a covenant with David, or Jonathan made a covenant with David, because he loved him as his own soul. Now those are soulmates, friends, but the Bible knows nothing of romantic soulmates. The concept is more New Age than Christian. The Huffington Post gives nine signs that you found your soulmate. The first one being, you communicate without speaking. Okay, the New Age website. One, one New Age website, however, gives three signs you've definitely found your soulmate. You just connect without trying. Your level of communication is unmatched, and you create your own world together. That's cute, it's nice, maybe even romantic, but it certainly is not biblical. Now, all this confusion might be kind of funny if it weren't so harmful to naive Christians and others who've fallen for this idea, because this idea implies that somewhere out there is that perfect person for you, and if your marriage is not exploding with intense communication, romance, and great sex life, well, then maybe it's because your spouse is not your soulmate. Men who are a little bored with their wives, or vice versa, might be tempted by a co-worker who understands me so well and is my soulmate, or could be my soulmate. But frankly, this is a recipe for adultery and divorce, and families end up getting dropped for, quote, soulmates, unquote. That's who my parents were praying for me when I was 10 years old. So I need to leave my wife right now. And you hear it all the time. This this friend, not Jeff, that I was re- referencing before, uh, had a couple girls he was interested in. <laughs> Are we going to die? Is that an animal? <laughs> no. I- anywho, I'll edit out that silence. That was my soulmate. And he, he's like, I just want to know, you know, who God has for me. And I want to say, like, do they, do they both love God? And do they have good personalities? And and are they good baby-making material? Or what, whatever it is, I wouldn't ask that. So, like, are they hot? Yeah. Well, they got good genes. They're good athletes. So, that means they're hot. Yeah. It was after they love God. But, yes, are they a... Medium rowboat, small rowboat, <laughs> but uh, that's another office reference. So, who was praying for Eve? I want to be like pick one. Who was praying for Eve, for Adam to? I don't. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think that follows soulmates is uh, a special circumstance. Oh yeah, soulmates is because that's void. at a time when Adam d- yeah, didn't exist. even know. He had, he had there was no concept of anyway go ahead regardless he had, soulmates he had to name all the animals bro he <laughs> so he's plenty busy you know it's interesting that this got brought up I had dinner with a buddy last night and who's going through a divorce and something that kind of made me really sad not necessarily that he believed it but I didn't know this was a theory maybe you guys have heard this or haven't 
but there's a theory that typically after you get married is when you find your soulmate. <laughs> and I like it made me sad because I was like, I've never heard that, and I guarantee people do believe that, and that's causes a lot of like, oh, that's who I should have married. That's something a guy yeah. wrote a book about after he found an awesome girl after his horrible first wife. Oh, sure, but it's just like. Man, that's sad. If that's yeah. if that's a if that's a reality in people, and I, I don't know. But I'll yeah. tell you, as a single guy, there 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 is a lot of fear of like not. And that's kind of moving past the whole soulmate thing. But like, especially as you get older and you meet a lot more women, I guess you could say, just even whatever as people, not like potential lovers. But there is like you start. It's and I know this. This isn't derogatory towards women, um, but like it does become more of like a this is what's for dinner to hey here's a buffet, and you're like well wait, what what what's gonna sustain me what's gonna you start to really have to narrow down your choice like really in the long run what's gonna be good, and it does become kind of a scarier thought of like well, kind of your buddy well she's really cool. This girl's maybe not as cool, but she's more attractive. And this girl, you know, her relationship with Christ is a little bit better or different than this girl. And this, like, you start having to go, okay, like, how do I minimize... Or waiting for a special word from God. Sure, well, that's bullshit. Like, I can't... But I've done that. That's why I can say that's bullshit. Because I have, like, okay, God, like, which one? And then I got older. I'm like, I think God's more like, okay, Justin, which one? Like, (laughs) I prepared you you need to, you know, make this decision and I'm going to be with it. I'm going to be with you on that. Like, like, I, taking back to that relationship with, like, your father and, and your son is, like, my dad doesn't, like, make all my decisions for me. He, you know, wants to guide me, and but ultimately he's going to support what I have. Um, not that God's going to... I think God loves everyone. And I right. think he's, he's in everyone's corner and wants, it, and wants to help. Um, and wants to bless whatever that means I don't know how God blesses marriage but like um, I don't know it does become as a single guy and I, I don't know if you're in the same boat but it does become not that we have all these options of girls that are wanting to marry us but smorgasbord man you you just like okay I'm like I I want to invest into these people and how do I do that it just becomes interesting <laughs> I always, I always look uh, the left hand. So, yeah. But Is then there I don't, no ring. They might be God's plan for but me. But then, but I don't take any steps, and that's that's you know my problem with God's plan. Why should plan. you? If God's gonna have the right one. <coughs> right, right. Although, <coughs> man, I, it's it's difficult. And, and like, I, I I'm glad Greg's not here, because he'd be like, oh, see, see, but. I, I kind of do think that God has someone prepared, you know, for you. But but not in the sense of then it works. Of yeah, of the, like of the um it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Maybe I don't even have it fully worked out in my brain. I'll have to think about it. Yeah. So we are agreeing that Craig believes that everybody has a soulmate? 
I don't, I don't think he does. I think he was just kind of being conversational. And if he ever comes downstairs, we'll ask him. Okay. I think he's purposefully hiding so he doesn't have, have to answer that question. I think he I comes from the doing. Calvinist school of thought, and like from that's his foundation, which is. Um, people are set apart by God uh, to be saved and he's realizing that even even in the act of like being set apart there's still at least the implied choice of somebody to put their faith in God and maybe that extends to relationships like is there somebody set apart for me by God for, for marriage and I, I think he's realizing that there, there's some that make us more sovereign or sovereign at all compared to God but there's a choice God God gives you I think a the, choice right? Yeah, absolutely I, I mean the, why, why would he be why would he tell people to do something and then when they don't like be pissed like I can't believe you didn't do that like no you knew they had a choice Go ahead. Sorry. I think, <clears throat> I think the idea of God setting somebody <laughs> apart is it's not the somebody; it's just marriage that God set that up. And marriage is if you want to say that there's a soulmate. Marriage is, but I think that's just a worldly term and the author using that word soulmate it's been used for for a long long time people hoping and wishing and praying that they'll run into their soulmate and they'll live happily ever after and that's great and all and life is really good in marriage and and it's also not very good. There's a fight um, to be fought for, and <clears throat> it doesn't make any sense. But the <laughs> so true. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think there's a so war over the war. <laughs> I don't I don't think there's such I, I don't think there's God's made a soulmate for us like one person I think he made marriage for the purpose of people uniting as of man and woman uniting as one tax deductions yes well you can also do individual <laughs> filing jointly <laughs> yes <laughs> no that's a good so point go fight <laughs> It's the fight, and he he mentioned. I think towards the end of his article, he mentions that it's a that's what it's about working to make the marriage work. And okay, I real quick. It's really nice of you to just raise your hand, but you just you speak because good things happen when you speak almost all the time. Sixty percent. Um. Oh, crap. Sorry, man. I, I, I made crappy jokes until I forgot about what I was going to say. Go ahead. Justin Blank, everyone. <clears throat> Honest question. Sorry, this doesn't apply to you. 
What's your Instagram? From us to you guys. Okay, yeah. From uh, us. At Justin Blank. We're not together, though. Instagram. Is that your Twitter, too? It's from us, but we're Justin not together. Justin M, as in Michael Blank, on the Twitter handle. We're just both um, single together. Let me ask you this, and this is sounds like a dumb question, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Especially in the church, we throw around the, the thought of the ideas in marriage. Like, it's a, it's, it's a fight. You do. You have to fight for it. But look, can you help get my mind thinking, like, if you're both fighting for it, then why are there fights? Um, does, that, does that sentence make sense? Yes. Um, or the concept, I believe, makes sense. Because um, if we're both in a... If we're both fighting together, then we're not fighting each other. So what's the fight? Well, I think... Metaphorical speaking. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, what Eric Metaxas does here, and what I'll kind of piggyback on, is um, the idea that like the soulmate is the emphasis on who's my soulmate, who is it for me. Mm-hmm. And so if you shift that to... You, you do find someone that you love and there's a connection but that stuff that stuff comes and goes the initial attraction comes and goes and so working for that person is is your kind of your fight for the relationship and that person in an ideal circumstance is going to be fighting for you <laughs> <laughs> stuff. This mic's pretty sensitive. <laughs> Thanks for shitting on my point, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it should have said Best night, best light of the night. Yes. Yes. All right, so I'm not sure if I answered your question or not. Kind of. It's a, it's a difficult not. question. That, uh, it, it really so. is, and I'm not a... Yeah. I, well, not, not, not being... I'm trying to yell. But not, not being married. Just sit over here. I would just say... Um, I think it's about the individual human aspect, and... She has certain ideas and goals and um, nuances, and the husband has the same. And where those conflict, that's where the fight would probably, you know, happen. Where one of them's a neat freak, and one of them, as an you know, as as an example, and one of them's not such a neat freak, and. And she gets upset about it, or he gets upset about it. And, you know, that's where the conflict comes from. But I mean, I mean that's probably more in simplistic terms. But sure. um, from from what I gather, observing you know oh, married yeah. couples. Um, but yeah, it, you know, ultimately, you 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 both would have the goal of creating a strong family. I would think, and if that was the goal. Then yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I I understand the question, and I, I think yeah, why, 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 why would there be fights? But it's probably just the human, human element, I, I guess. I don't know. Greg left. 
Oh, that, why am I not surprised? What the heck just happened? He snuck out. I think he felt like... I don't know. He asked the question and he, like, was getting into it. All right, guys, I'm out of here. All right. Did he say that? No. He didn't say a word. But let me finish this. Actually, it's short. Let me finish this article. And then maybe, Justin, you can bounce off of it or maybe it'll help. Um, um, I once I wrote... This is Eric McTaxis, not Zach Crater. Once I wrote a tribute to C.S. Lewis, the Screwtape Letters, called Screwtape Proposes a Divorce, in which Wasphead, my invented senior devil, says the following to Gallstone, the junior devil, that soulmates do not exist is to be kept top secret. Let's be blunt. These humans are scouring the globe for someone with whom a relationship will require absolutely no work or compromise. Many adult humans who have long ago dismissed Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny as myths somehow persist in believing this person to exist. The soulmate concept is unworkable and completely unfair to the other real person in your life. It puts enormous pressure on him or her to perform to meet our impossible expectations. As Jerry Root and Stan Guthrie point out in The Sacrament of Evangelism, putting others in God's place Expecting them to give us what only he can is a naked form of idolatry and will only lead to deep disappointment. Here's another thing. The soulmate idea suggests that marriage is all about me, that I need to find someone who understands me perfectly, who makes me happy. Marriage should be about finding someone you can make happy. In the great teaching on marriage in Ephesians, for example, husbands are told to lay down their lives for their wives as Christ did for the church. As J.R.R. Tolkien once wrote to his son, No man, however truly he loved his betrothed and bride as a young man, has lived faithful to her as a wife in mind and body without deliberate conscious exercise of the will, without self-denial. So folks, folks, let's drop the whole soulmate talk, shall we? Marriage can be wonderfully satisfying, but that's the result of God's grace, hard work, and self-sacrificial love. And that's the truth. Amen. Yeah, and from, if you're already married, that's one perspective. But then, you know, being single, right. the the other perspective is looking for someone, like, because you could say, well, my soulmate could be someone that I'm just completely incompatible with, um, or that I'm not attracted to, or... Um, you know, I I don't like, but but that's the that's the one that God has for me, because who am I to say that that that's not my soulmate? Um, but I don't think that's then you can get to convinced that a witch is your soulmate somehow, and well, yeah, and you're gonna God convert has her to suffer, and yeah, it, the only yeah, it could be it could end up being really bad. The only time that we see that in the Bible, besides parents arranging, um is with uh, Hosea, where God has called him to marry Gomer, the prostitute, which is kind of an interesting story. It's it's a beautiful story because it's really God showing us, I think, now as the Bible has been written, his... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a true story, but the bigger reasoning behind God having doing that is just showing us that, like, hey, we are Gomer, we are the prostitute. He has come to marry us, but we have withdrawn, but he has come to send us again. Like it's a whole beautiful story of God's creation story 
um, not creation story, but like the redemptive story. I always look at this story as like, what the hell? Like you, you have now messed with two people's lives to tell the rest of the world a story. Like the audacity that you have, this is their lives. Like, don't like, why would you mess with that? Like, why would you ask this guy to do this? And why would you bring this girl in, you know? And, um, so it's interesting. That is the one story that we see minus God creating Eve. Um, that God had ordained this marriage to happen, this coming together of two, of a, a man and a wife, or a man and a woman, um, which is interesting. So you could always throw that in the pot of like, well, God did it on this one time. You know, I obviously would argue like, yeah, but I think he was showing us a bigger picture on something else. But like, Or is it, po- s- is it possible that it's, like you were saying, like not, not that it, it didn't happen, but the point of it was the story. So it's, it may in fact have been God directing, telling them, or that's how they understand what God was doing in their lives, and and that that becomes a reflection and a precursor towards the redemptive story. But I mean, could you imagine if God made your entire life the example for something else? So you, it's not that he Jose didn't have control, but like something that major. Like, God called you to marry Lisa or Tanya to show the rest of the world this example of whatever. Like, that's where I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know if Hosea knew the bigger picture in the end, but, like, that's a really big deal. Like, especially marriage. I think maybe the view of marriage might have been different back then, but, like, that's, like, what everyone, especially in, like, the the Christian world, like, that's all you think about is, like, marriage. Right. And then God's going to be like, oh, actually, you don't have, you have control over, you can do whatever you want and free will and the other stuff, but actually, this is, I, I got, I need to do this. But that's said, like, it, I think it's extra shocking to us, because we want to, like, why would I not have a choice in who I marry? That's kind of what our culture says. So, but back then, I mean, it's, it doesn't, I don't think it takes away from it, but... I don't think it would have been quite as shocking for just coming from it like this is who you're going to marry I mean, that's right. kind of what went on um, but I don't know how that pertains here or there to what we're talking about just trying to understand like how, how they would have seen it because yeah to me it looks ridiculous like you were saying I, from my perspective I'd be like what but I but I think there, there's also Gomer. Yeah, there's, there's also, I think God can tell you, don't marry this person, or marry this person. I don't, I don't think that that's out of the question. If you, um, if you are communing with God, and He gives you, He tells you, whether, whether it's audible or whatever but that's not if you're already married it's not like oh god told me to divorce my wife because there there are other clear things that say no god hates divorce right and you you know there are certain circumstances where you can get divorced but none of them is god told me to get divorced and marry this other person but i think god can can tell you 
don't marry this person or marry this person. I don't, I don't know if that was objected to in the conversation at all, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. I mean, from all of us believing in God, I think I, I wouldn't put that out of the question or something you like seek like in prayerfully seeking God's counsel. But I don't know. I, I that's one I struggle with too because you you see that all the time. People feel feeling like they have a word from God, and people that would swear by it and it's just from our limited perspective it's just not true that doesn't mean it can't happen well yeah that's not to say that we mistakes still can't be made along the way you you could marry the person God tells you to and you or they do something later on and you know ruins the marriage but then it never would have been your soulmate but just because God tells you to marry them doesn't mean that it's your soulmate. <gasps> Wouldn't he be the what? ultimate authority to make that call? Well, I think... I think Because God's not going to be wrong on that call. Well, but then that... But that would... I think that would lead to the... perfectionist ideal or you might even call it the Calvinistic ideal that that you you ultimately make every decision correctly to fulfill God's will I don't know if I'm explaining that um, coherently mm. but but so we we know God can use things that were not that were not um, from pure heart. So he used Joseph, like Joseph's brothers, put it you know, trying to kill him. God uses uses that uses their wickedness. He uses that for good, right? They meant it for evil, but but God meant but God meant it for good, right? And we know that um, David he. he uh, he had an affair with Bathsheba, right? And his had her husband killed. And we know that that was not God's will. That God did not ordain that. But the the ultimate outcome is Solomon. Well, when the the outcome of that is Solomon, right? After the first the first child dies, Solomon is born, and he made a lot of women happy. But from Solomon we we get we get from Solomon we get the Messiah, right? That line is David through Solomon, right? We we get the Messiah. <laughs> so God God can use that, even though it's 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 bad. It's right? kind of a microcosm of just not being able to explain. We we're here, we're living lives, and we have these choices we make through our lives. It doesn't give us power over God, like I think some people are afraid of. The idea that you have a choice in anything or a choice in your salvation gives you power over God or somehow reduces God's sovereignty. Or is that true, or am I making up a straw man right now? Because I feel like that's kind of where people get hung up on free will, predestination, and somehow there's this... God didn't make automatrons, 
He's he's not a puppeteer, right? I want to do my Jesus as robot thing, but I'm not going to. I don't think it's people's fear to <laughs> Jesus as robot. What is it? I, I've done it before. It's it's old hat. Not to me. I don't yeah, you've seen it. Now we have to move on because it, it won't be effective. Now I'll do it later. Okay. I don't think it's people's like what you're saying. You're right, I, but I, I think the miscommunication is not people's fear of like having overpowering God, or it, but it's being out of His will. God has Plan A and Plan A only, and if I don't figure that out or guess it right, I'm not gonna get blessed. I'm not in His will. My life's gonna suck. Yada yada yada. So that's why when people get hung up on, why am I going through such a hard time right now? Oh, I must be out of God's will. Okay, God. How do I get back on path A? And that's how I felt most of my life, even as a kid. It was like, this life sucks right now. Seventh grade sucks because I'm not on path A. Mm-hmm. And then I realized... Seventh grade always sucks. Seventh grade always sucks. <laughs> and a lot of this, I think, came from my parents. That was a mindset my parents, it seemed like. And so I kind of bought into it. And then growing up, and even talking with them, and they, even having my parents be like, well, my mom, like, uh, kind of made a big boo-boo. <laughs> I feel like I really directed you to this mindset, and I want to apologize. What I think is there are multiple different paths that that could happen, and God's going to bless you in any of them. You just need to start walking down the path, you know, and having God in mind. And, and, and um, my mom didn't say those exact words, for the record, but that... To the, to the heart of that and that freed me up freed me up to do it to, to pursue roads that I would have never in the past because I'm like oh, I don't know if God wants me to do that it's like okay are you pursuing a wicked lifestyle no okay then why wouldn't God want you to, to do that well I don't know if that's his will okay, what if what, what if God's will is not paths and trails and roads but it's just it's like I heard some pastor say this once, but a canopy that we sit under. It's like, oh, yeah. And that's kind of, you know, where I've, I've kind of steered my life. Um, this this all ties into the whole soulmate thing at the end, but it's like Augustine or someone said, love God with your heart, soul, mind, and body, and strength, and do whatever you want. And that blew my mind. And then I realized this genius behind that is that if you are loving God with all those things, he will give you some discernment in certain situations to be like, hey, this probably isn't going to be the most fruitful path for you. Mm-hmm. But on the most things, it's like, are you still going to love me in all those ways? Yeah. And Are you going to really enjoy it, son or daughter? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's go mm-hmm. for it. And that's what moved me to Idaho. That's what moved me down here. That's what's moved me and made job changes. Not necessarily out of fear of being out of God's will, there was always like a fear like am I going to make money or not but like has given me excitement to do different things and to take on different challenges and know that hey if this isn't God um, a God fearing thing or whatever or I don't know how to word that right now but like I think God will give me the sermon or give me a very clear sign of like hey son I don't want you in this in this room I don't want you down this path um, and he'll give us different ways to go but like so going that, taking the, the heartbeat out of that and going into the soulmate, it's like, it's, no, there, there, no, there is no soulmate. Like, 
God allows you to choose and gives you the freedom to choose and gives her the freedom to choose. And if you both choose in together, then you make a covenant to say, not only have I chose you now, but I'm going to continue to choose you every day. Like we hear that in vows and it's beautiful because coming from listening to you guys and all my other married friends, it's like, yep, sounds like a choice every day, which is very fearful on my end. I'm like, what if I wake up and I don't choose her that one day? Well, there, there is, for me, my expectation from the beginning is was talking words is was <laughs> um, there, there is no choice. The, the choice is the marriage and that covenant. Mm. And, but from that point on, there's divorce isn't an option. And that's gotten me through shit storms where, where things are like when if there's a blow up and there has been just knowing okay I know that divorce isn't an option for either one of us so th- all of this is going to fade away and obviously there's work in working that out but having that perspective and not going to that man this we're having a rough stretch here this isn't what I signed up for. Like, that was never an equation. And I think the soulmate um, mentality, it it really is a selfish mentality to where when you do hit bumps in the road, it's like, well, maybe they're, maybe we're just growing apart. We're just going to consciously uncouple. We're not together anymore. We're not just clicking. Irreconcilable. Yeah. Um, so... Yes, you do have to choose love um, sometimes. I, I don't even like the sound of that. Like, there is work in it, but like Jeff was saying earlier, I think, um, it's the payoff is um, is so much deeper. And if and without, like, working through that, you don't get stronger if you don't work in anything in life. Um, and so it's so worth it. Same with kids. It's usually a, a perspective thing. If people are not not too many people in my inner circle have problems with their kids, but hearing stories of people where they're almost resentful of all the work that goes into it is sad because it's so fulfilling, and uh, you wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. I wouldn't have marriage any other way. Um, but I think it's definitely a perspective where you're coming from and what you're basing things off of that will frame how it plays out when there there are problems because there there will be because we're people yeah. you know people are people right Jeff? they are people yeah <laughs> and sometimes you fight battles to fight wars and battles I don't remember what we said sorry are you making fun of me again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was strong beer Okay, stop acting, stop <laughs> verbalizing is was that I have a problem. <laughs> I, Wait, you have a problem? I, I was fine. This, you is fine? I was. Or you was fine. I was. Is, that's what I think. Okay, thanks. I concur. Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> that one's not out yet, but it will be. So... This might sound corny, 
but I think that if there is a soulmate, I think it's a ridiculous idea. I just want to go on record. I think soulmate is a ridiculous idea that Jesus Christ is our soulmate. And through him, we've, we find amazing things in life amazing relationships and marriage and then I don't have anything else it's all we need man life really is simple it's when we is it want to not make it simple that it gets screwed up hey single guys I want the single guys. I want the single guys. I want the single guys looking for the soulmate. Does anybody hear it? Are you guys putting toes together? Like the soulmates? The idea? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But I will still continue to pray for yeah, whoever he, that is. Greg, Greg. That's where this all started. Greg was trying to left. pick that apart, but uh, yeah, I wish you didn't leave Greg. Greg's a Well, that's where I was kind of putting okay. holes. Whatever here. Right? Exactly. That was holes in that. What I'm saying is. I apologize. Is that. Except my apologies. I pray that whoever I end up choosing and they choose me. I, I just pray for that. Like I, I that's where I think the miscommunication was uh, about praying for your children's future spouse. Is the is the wording in that prayer of like? It needs to be God. I pray that whoever Caleb chooses and they choose him, I pray that that marriage Charlotte communication is flowing. Not I pray for Cindy Joe out there. Yeah, like. Midwestern. Yeah. A male Nebraska, you know. But what what Greg points out, though, that is good and kind of corrects a flaw, is I will... I don't think I use that verbiage in front of the girls, but using verbiage like, you know, praying for the husband, like, it could lead to a thought process of... um, of kind of the soulmate mentality where looking for God to put that one person in your life and um, which I don't like yeah I, I, I would probably rephrase those prayers or be more conscious of what you're saying and helping our kids think that because or thinking of the consequences of that kind of logic Yeah, I think something that's damaging to humans, believer and unbeliever, can is that soulmate thing because it's it's not only adding stress to your life, it's adding. Um, well, I guess it is all filtered under stress, but you know, even kind of the ridiculous thing is like, oh, maybe should I travel more? Like maybe maybe they're you know they're living in Spain right now, and I just yeah. don't know. And like, there's just these weird, almost idiotic stresses and thoughts you have, like. And then you start to think about when you get older, like, all right, you think about, oh, wait, should I have said yes to that person in the back? Was, were they it? And yeah, then exactly. I just missed it. And then now I, maybe this is, and then somehow they pop up on your social media feed and you're like, this it's is just, a sign. Oh my gosh, yeah. We got to get back to it's you. It's the know, we effects. And so it's like, 
Yeah. Rather of that mindset of like, hey. And all the pressure it puts on the person that you do. Say you do get married with somebody who you think is your soulmate. There's a lot of built-in pressure on that person that they don't even know about potentially. I used to, I I had a, I had a sermon one night and I got pretty aggressive in it. Uh, it was with the Highlands with the young adults. And because there was just some stuff going on, I think at the time of like guys coming up and saying, "Hey, like I just have a word for you." From guys with this to girls, like guy just wants to say, like he loves his daughter. Really manipulating this, what we were trying to work, you know, work on in the church of like words of encouragement or affirmation or whatever they were calling it at the time. And I was kind of addressed the situation. It was like, I don't care if you think that. Don't say that. Don't go up to the girl because I just knew that there was guys that were manipulating that. And just mm-hmm. Girls were there were like, oh my god, like. <laughs> you said God Jesus, perfectly. Jesus, God. like, tells him stuff, and he told me, and, like, because I knew guys in the past that guy, they would tell the girl, hey, God, God told me we're going to, we're going to be married. <laughs> and I was just, That like, is the worst. Listening to girls tell me, it's like, yeah, yeah, he told me. <laughs> to try that. Like, I apparently, and I'm like, okay, if that's the truth, don't you think God would tell the girl to? And I just heard that recently. Does she show. not, does she not have a say? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not in the Old um, Testament. Hey, beer me. And so I think <laughs> Scott. I can't believe Greg left. I think that that's where that. If you start to believe in the soulmate thing, you start to believe in. Let's kind of change the terminology to to God ordained or God's will is for you to marry the person. What if God hasn't told the other person? Let's just let's buy into that. Let's say that's true. Yeah. At what point does God let them know? Oh, maybe. What, are we going to chance it to the altar? Like, you know what I mean? Like God's using me, though. I'm his voice. She knows now God told yeah. her through me. And then that that's where I would go, oh, so God only speaks to you, but God can't speak to her in that intimate way? You know, like what you were saying. Like, So the girl doesn't have a choice? It's dangerous. And so... It, it's, it is. It's dangerous. It's very, it's very dangerous to... So that leads, that's a good segue to get finally unstuck. Did you guys read this this week? I don't know what that means. No. The Wire? No. The TV show? No. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs... 17-17. Thanks for opening this already, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Say that again. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Proverbs 17-17. Seventeen, seventeen. In quotes, I've got this. It's a phrase used often by men in one form or another. We say it to ourselves, we say it to others, and most times we have got whatever this happens to be. Every once in a while, though, we encounter something we cannot handle, something we haven't got. Of course, that doesn't always diminish our willingness to make our got-this claims still. You see, I've got this often originates from our need to project images of manliness and self-sufficiency. And so, I've got this can become a stubborn habit, even when it becomes obvious to us and maybe everyone else that we, in fact, haven't got this. We sometimes continue right on in our stubbornness, telling ourselves that from now on, we simply must try harder. 
The truth is, some things are too big for us, but because truth isn't always welcome, we often cry out to God instead. Why can't I get beyond this? Why won't you help me? Well, brother, he has helped. He's given us what we need to overcome even seemingly intractable problems. Though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Ecclesiastes. While some things are too big for us alone, none is too big for Holy Spirit-infused communities of men, standing together, praying together, holding each other accountable, keeping one another encouraged. And that all works until you die. Hmm. No? <laughs> and the idea of being able to overcome anything... Um, I don't know that that, like, always a... Well, that's going to take us down a different path. Never mind. It will. I love that. It, it always has this, like, so what do you do? Is there something you've always wanted to do but can't seem to get around to doing? Is there something you did, you desperately like to stop doing but cannot? Who <laughs> More southern talk. <laughs> Who do you think it was? What? Yes. No. Yes. I'm your father and I'm telling you no. Oh, yeah. But into this finding, like, I'm going to find the one. I was talking with some guys this morning. They were talking about, uh, a guy's wife told him, stop trying so hard. And whatever the relationship, I think he might have been referring to, or she might have been referring to, so he stopped trying so hard. And uh, it's like, well, what does that mean? Us men were built to try. Like, find, seek, okay, that's what I gotta Fix. do. Yeah. So, married, not married. I mean, if you're trying to find soulmate, someone to live the rest of your life with, care for, and serve. But not really a summer. But not really a summer. Thank you for clarifying. Or married, and and you have challenges in your marriage, and you have this thought of I'm going to fix this, or I'm uh, I've got this. This isn't too big for me. And that's when we run into problems. Yeah, I've I've gotten into. The coincidence trap, like finding myself in certain situations after a string of events, and I'm like, all of a sudden I meet a, there's a girl there, and it's like, wait, did God have me, like have, you know, have me leave work early or late, mm-hmm. and then. You know, I'm walking. It happened the other day. I'm going to the USC game, and I was supposed to, you know, I was supposed to leave at five, and I'm leaving at five fifteen or five thirty. I forget, but because just so, just pe- you know, a couple people come to my desk at five. It's like okay, and then I sit in traffic for a long time, and then I'm walking up to the game, and I don't know how to get there, and boom, there's a you know pretty single girl there. 
So then I can ask, hey, how do I how do I get to the stadium? But it, but it's just that that the thought process of did you know are these coincidences? Did these I don't think they coincidence coincidences, quote unquote, um, lead me to the single girl who could be could be my soulmate. Maybe they and I don't I don't believe in I don't I don't think that there's a such thing as soulmates, but it's still head. there. Yeah, it's still in the back of my. Do you head. think it leads you to be more proactive in, in how you live your life? Or no. More. Look at me. Reactive. <laughs> more reactive. More, it's more reactive, like, like. Well, she didn't say anything about God giving her a word, so <laughs> it must not have been. <laughs> when you should, okay, you left later. There's this single girl. You can ask her a question, and you can ask her a coffee. Yeah. And it's a good thing you did that. And so next Friday. No, I lost out. <laughs> well. Because I can't, you know, I don't want to be unequally yoked. She know? must not be the right one, then. Exactly. Exactly. Because God would have given me the strength to ask her out. Mm. Yeah. And she, lives, she works in North Hollywood, so just the traffic getting there every day would, you know, be a mess. So. Way to lose that battle before you fought it. That's yeah. a good idea. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good mindset. So any single ladies can find you on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, Twitter. Oh, I don't even, I don't want to, it's, it's kind of racist, so I don't even want to. It's not, well, that's actually not. It's, it's half minority at twitter.com. Half, half minority. Really? Yeah. Nice. So I made that for a class. At half minority. Yeah. Um, I haven't checked it in, I don't know, seven years. I created it for a class. I get a presentation on Twitter, on the company Twitter. I so I created an account. Oh, nice. Half minority. How many tweets do you have? Um, I tweeted once. And I was, well, actually twice. Once was during the class to demonstrate how Twitter worked. Nice. So it was right when Twitter was taken off. But it goes along with my Xbox handle. You know, Mexican Cracker, half minority. Right, right. Yeah. I don't think Jeff does anything. Justin M. Blank is my Twitter handle. But my Instagram's just Justin Blank. Okay. Try to get him to the same, but... Oh, no, ha- I, uh, I'm not actively using Half Minority. Anymore. Well, you might start. All right, Caleb. Caleb, final word? Caleb, what's the Lord telling you right now? Caleb, Caleb what's Greg? What's Mr. Greg? What's Mr. Greg?